Hello everyone. Hello, I'm Natalie. <gasps> I'm Tony. <laughs> and we are the Lazy Pet Lovers. <laughs> Should we redo that to do it properly? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I've gone first forever. <laughs> I just felt a bit need chaotic. to be in charge. <laughs> now let's keep Did it. Did you get how quickly I was getting out there? <laughs> <laughs> I just reverted back to my six-year-old self where I was like, no! <laughs> Should we redo it? <laughs> no, let's <laughs> keep it. I was like, no, I say it first. That's <laughs> lame. So funny because you actually said to me the other day, imagine if you said it first and then I had it in my head that I should do it. Jump in. Quickly squeeze in there. Okay, I feel like that sets the tone. <laughs> yeah, it's just chaos. When um, we do um, the... Oh, project mini side... Oh, we haven't this? told them no. about this. We did that. I should go first. And everyone <laughs> mix it up that way. <laughs> you get to announce them. <laughs> I can't do that. That's relinquishing control. Yeah. So I'm having to learn to delegate for work. And I'm, I'm realising it's not one of my strong suits. Because I'm like, if I could just do it, I, I would do well a better do job. <laughs> I want to be in control. You're not going to do it how I want to do it. It's, it's not my strong suit. I won't lie. <laughs> pretty much life of a, a mum and partner and stuff. <laughs> I'm like trying to delegate stuff. Like, yeah. I, need to I, don't, I don't actually want to do it all. I know I can do it all easier. Mm. Quicker. Oh, just give me an hour and I can just knock it all out. <laughs> you hold baby, I can just get it all done. <laughs> we have got two little podcast friends with us today. We have the baby um, who is currently having a little, she has some squeaks, squeaky moments. Look at that face. <laughs> She's like, Mom. Um, and I don't know if you can hear her, but Sybil, the cat, is also here. She's quite close to the mic. Um, and she's purring quite loudly. She does purr quite loudly. Um, it's because she's my buddy. She doesn't appear to want to go away today. She usually gets bored and leaves us, and she's still here. She's which, maybe she's into baby. Natalie's been here for like four hours now. <laughs> um, so... It we're is just, what it is. We're just buds. Yeah. Uh, so should we tell them about the new yes, series? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So as part of the indie author episodes, we thought it might be cool to start doing a mini series that'll be released on another day earlier in the week, um, where indie authors can send us recorded extracts from their books, mm-hmm. whether it's them reading out bits of their books or if they have like a proper fancy audiobook. We're not fussy. Um, or they can intro the book in their own words, and then what we'll do is sort of introduce them, and then they take it away as yeah. they record it. So it's like a little spotlight episode yeah. for them. Um, if you're interested, go to our website, lazybookloverspodcast.wordpress.com. Very impressed. Yes. <laughs> and submit the indie submissions form, and yes. there's a checkbox. If you want to do the, if you check that you want to do a recorded extract, then one of us. Most likely me. <laughs> if I if I follow up, I keep on top of it. I'm very good at the moment. I'm very organised right now. Um, you will get like a document with the guidelines for your submission. Yes. Um, followed up afterwards. So we are hoping to start them in January. Mm-hmm. Um, if you obviously send over and contact us before then, you'll be one of the first involved. Mm-hmm. So, so it's a bit of a first comes first served. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Exciting. And I'll be editing these instead of our poor editor. We're still not paying. <laughs> Um, yeah, so if you have a book that's not due to come out yet, you could contact us mm. and we could have that lip, have an extract of your book come out the same week your book comes yeah, out. As whatever, as yeah, as long as we know, not to, Just unless to you want to teaser it yeah. earlier on. If you don't want your release until after your release date, just make sure that's explicit because we're both forgetful and stupid. Mm-hmm. So it needs to be written really clearly, but we will do it. <laughs> yeah, it needs to be expressly said. Um, yeah. So well, if we get start getting them over sort of the December period... We can get um, them scheduled and let you know when they're... Because I, I have a week off, mm-hmm. and at the moment I have no plans. Except to edit these. Yeah, exactly, so I'm going to need something to do. You both know I can't sit still for a week, Jesus. Because you've all been so... Well, I've, I've just mm. been overwhelmed with the amount of books we've been sent, so... Yeah, thank you yeah. for that. <laughs> We're very excited about it. Yeah. What all these authors to talk about. It's yeah, great. It's, it's just, great. It's exactly yeah. what I wanted. It's just more books that I can't read, even mm-hmm. though I desperately want to. 
I was thinking about how cool it would be to be like a vampire or something immortal because then I feel free. I feel like if I just didn't have to sleep, I would get so much more done. Mm. Like sleeping just feels like wasted time for me. Well, vampires don't have to sleep. But it depends on which vampire law you're... Mm. New vampires sleep. Old school vampires don't. Well, Twilight vampires don't sleep. And oh, they yeah, sparkle. <laughs> you can just be sparkling in the sparkling. sun reading. <laughs> oh, <dear. clears throat> yeah, but in a real, like, gotta take care of myself kicks. So I know I have to sleep. And I have to eat properly. I and know. it's just. Look at you with energy. I, I've got this is the most alert I've seen you in ages. It, and you've had a bad week and I thought you were going to be grumpy today. Oh, no, yeah. I've also not caught up in sleep at all mm. from, like, just normal amounts of sleep mm. um, for the last two nights. Yeah, it's kind of a problem. Because I forgot... So I've not had a good year, overall. <laughs> and I kind of forgot my normal energy levels. I forgot who what I'm like. You forgot you have them. Yeah. I'm, like incredibly energetic naturally as a person and I just kind of always forget like as in it's just I'm always like buzzing 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 and I'm the same whether it's first thing in the morning or last thing and I, I have this kind of this level of energy and I forgot what it was like and then I had I had a personal training session the other week and he was like I don't know what's going on but he was like the energy levels, he was like, I know you were puffed out because it was hard. He was like, but no point did I feel you flagging like you usually do. Last week was just got a dry. cushion and a laptop on top of her and she's like, yeah, she's fine. Just... I'm just going to purr louder. It's like the cats in my house, they just have to, well, one of them just steals yeah. me, the other one runs away. <laughs> Actually, Charlie, we've done a big tangent on this one to make mm. up for last week. Um, Charlie now comes out into that. He comes, oh. he comes and sees us. He comes out into the house. It's amazing. Is he is he letting is he a lap cat yet or no? No, but he lays on the sofa next to you now. That's nice. And he lays on the sofa like whereas before all day he uh, we didn't see him. We only saw him see, at time. It probably took Yugi, a rather cat, who doesn't feature on the podcast because he does not like babies. Um <laughs> or people like in it. general. Um, like other people. Uh Yugi did not used to like us at all, wouldn't be on the sofa with us anything. It probably took him about three or four years. Before Yugi was like taken sort of sidling, like be near us, and then on the sofa near us, and now um, there's a whole new cat, and he's just like on us all the time. He's obsessed with my mum at the moment. Then we climb into your eyes, yeah. So and she switched him to wet food, and it's made him make a noise that he never made. We've had this just this screaming meow, but then he started being really vocal everywhere. So he's got. Oh wait, I have a voice. You know, like Sibby, Sibby doesn't really meow. Mm. Like you've never heard her. Mm. That's what he used to be like. And then all of a sudden, he's just yelling all the time about stuff. Like it's like a new cat. That's so crazy. He's never been so vocal, and now like he sort of started yelling like food, like a big like like for for food. But now he started doing it when he just wants something. Or like he comes and he comes and sleeps in my beanbag in my room, but he announces himself by walking in my room and yelling first. (laughs) I'm here. Yeah, he literally just scared the crap out of me because it also used to be his. I've caught a mouse meow. Ah. And then I was cleaning yesterday, and everyone else was out on Friday night. It was. Um, everyone else was out, and he was just doing this ungodly yell from downstairs, and I thought one of the dogs was bothering him. And I come downstairs and Yugi's just on the stairs frowning at me. And I'm like, are you good? And what? he's like, yeah. And then he starts like scatting about on the stairs like he wants no, to, play. to play. He just wanted to play. So he screamed really bloody murder to get me out of my room just to play. That is so cute. And he's like, you're 15 years old. <laughs> he's like, he's having a re... The, the food's giving him a new... Yeah, well, well mum... <laughs> he keeps not eating. He yells for the food then doesn't eat it. Yeah. So mum's um, now saying she's like, I'm no more wet food. She's like, I can't live like this. Anymore. Maybe he's a maybe he's got dementia. Or something. He's going a bit scatty. I don't know. Oh, that sounds good. He's always been. Um, Yugi is not the smartest cat, mm. uh, so Yugi's always been a bit. <laughs> Charlie, um, I always say, doesn't have vocal cords because he just mm. comes in and goes. Yeah, that's what they both used to do. Like you see him meowing, mm. but you can only hear. We've the had sound this cat ten years, airborne. and he's never made this sound apart yeah. from when he caught a mouse. So <laughs> right, okay. tangent over. We are going to do some more indie authors. This is that part have been two. Submitted. Mm. Yes, so these are going to be December releases. Should be perfect timing for when this episode comes out. I don't know when this comes out. We'll mm. just say it's perfect timing. 
I think it's like the second-ish week of December. We, we play this game quite regularly in the podcast, and we are never right. No. <laughs> we do have a schedule, we just don't remember it. <laughs> schedule, schmegel. Schedule, right. schedule. <laughs> We've got quite a few that come out on December mm-hmm. 1st. That's another popular day. I'm surprised like there's no Christmas ones. Well, no one's told me about any Christmas ones. It's just okay. saying last year I had that. We had a couple of Christmas ones, didn't we? <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I wanted to read that. Read it this Christmas. Oh my god, Wait, you start. I'm going to add that to I my wish list. That, I think most of that book's the one Kindle Unlimited. Mm-hmm. Kimberly Lemming. Right. I'm going to do that. You carry on. <laughs> you carry on. I'm just going to do Lead the this. way. <laughs> I'm just going to go do gone. something that I meant to do a year ago. <laughs> Right, this comes out on the 1st of December by Huckleberry Ra. Great name. I know, right? Well done. Well done on your Someone name. Someone was a Parents for a Mark Twain mm. fan. So this is from the Jade Stone Chronicles, a six-book series. Chronicle. And this is book number four, and we already have a date for the next two, and names. Jeez. So Can just do it that way? Just, yeah, you just do that. That's fine. <laughs> so it's a YA LGBTQ plus shifter urban fantasy series. Oh no, there was some there were some keywords there that we appreciate on this podcast. <laughs> nom nom. <laughs> <laughs> um, the titles are Wolf Healer, Epsilon, Alphas, Traitor, Pack, and Battlefield. I feel like these have been coming up on my Kindle suggested. Well, I'll read the first book. Although she trips over her own feet during gym class. Of course. Because <laughs> she's a way over <laughs> Jade's confident her academics are spot on. Her spot on to become the next healer for her parents' wolf pack. Wolf, uh, werewolf pack. Why can't I read? <laughs> but when her best friend invites her to spring break in Florida, everything she thought she knew shatters. After returning to Wisconsin with carefully guarded secrets laid bare, Jade struggles to find acceptance. As the blows keep coming, she and her closest friends confront the pack's intolerances. Will she be able to hold the pieces of her shattering life together long enough to find a new path? Oh. Wow. That sounds like one I would like. That sounds like a TV show I would watch. Oh my god, yeah. I like a bit, I like a teen drama-y thing as well. I'm a real sucker for one. Even as a grown adult, I'm like, I can relate to this. I really enjoy Riverdale, even though it's I like I like mm. it that they. I mean, they were basically adults, they've but... delved into their campiness and just do it now. You need to watch Heartbreak High. Heartbreak High. What's it on? Netflix. I love it to my long list. I wrote a yeah. list of what I need to watch. Just so Heartbreak High. So it's kind of um, it's Australian for a start. Australian high school. That sounds good. We've got a non-binary main character, mm. autistic best friend who is mm. gay, and does she like? starts dating Mm. and then it's also about the main main character is a girl who her and her best friend they just fall out at the start but she doesn't know what went wrong so the night Mm. where they both got too drunk and it's about her piecing together the things from that night because this friend just suddenly hates her and she doesn't know why and then they've been keeping this list on the wall of all the people all the relationships throughout the school and they've made a map in like an unused corridor of the school that gets discovered so she gets called Map Bitch by everyone. Oh, people know that she Yeah, she, cause she, well, she takes the blame. And then her other friend, like, doesn't step up. At, like, she expects her friend to say it was me yeah. too. And the other friend doesn't because they've fallen out. So then she gets called, like, Map Bitch by everyone and loses all Map her friends. Bitch. And makes friends with the non-binary character and the autistic character. It's such a cute story, though. Fun. It's so funny and cute. You're going to have seen clips of it on TikTok. Probably, yeah. Um, Probably heard the sounds cannot recommend enough sorry i've just totally derailed that but anyway you do need to watch that you will love it that sounds good i have a big list of stuff to watch so are you getting closer to the mic there sybil are you doing purpose she's just walking on the beanbag like she's never seen it before look at her looking Hmm? oh no she sort of likes to (laughs) okay this is going to be loud on the mic so sybil likes to go under my bed and just rummage around every now and again and then leave 
just see what she can find. No, she's not done that. That's such a Sims cat thing to do. Honestly, I would just get woken in the night by this sound and beneath me. Like, and I'm like, it's it's so disconcerting when I don't know bed. what the noise is. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was like last night when Hamilton mm. woke me up scratching his cardboard box. And I was like, the fuck? Well, she, so I made her a little bed that she used to sleep in. It's in that back corner. Mm. Um, of my bed underneath because it was a bag she kept sleeping on so I just put a blanket over it so that's where she used to go to but she doesn't stay there anymore but I used to just wake up to this loud purring like from and I'd be like where, the f- where is that coming from and I'd look down the edge of my bed and there's just this cat like Staring glowing eyes at looking at me <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway cat mums right so we did so well last week oh anyway that was a really big tangent I'm okay, sorry we're running we're gonna do it the next one that comes out on the 1st of December is Damaged by Martina Dale. This is from the Healing Wounds series. Mm-hmm. It's a standalone. So it's, there's going to be three books in the standalone series. Damaged is the one that's is going to be book number one. And then number two comes out in January. So each book faces and overcomes different difficult circumstances. Damaged, that's the same. Daisy hasn't had the most conventional childhood. She has been promised the earth so many times and struggles with any form of attachment. She's damaged beyond repair, or so she thinks. Can she ever learn to trust someone enough to love them? Only one person has that power, but will she let them in? Mm. And then it's actually got the little synopsises for them all. You've not even released them and you've already got one like Martina Dale. Can you guys just calm down and do less work? (laughs) Just do less. (laughs) Just do less. So the second one is called Broken. Danica has lived a life of living up to expectations of the board. But when her Mm. first love doesn't agree with her decisions, Danica is left broken and lost. Will she ever find her way back? And will the love of her life ever forgive her? And then the last one is going to be called Save. Xander has always been the problem solver, the person you don't mess with. And he's the one that people turn to when things get really bad. But who's there for him? The great Xander Ford. When his past comes back to haunt him, risking everything he's worked so hard to keep safe. I like the name Xander. I've seen it in a few places I recently. Like it. it just gives me some reminds me of Buffy though, you know, the big Oh, I've never watched Buffy. The nice guy oh, in Buffy. Quote marks. Mm. And Xavier. I'm like Xavier. Yeah. When I worked in Malta we uh, one of the gentlemen that worked there was called Xavier, but mm. he was French, so it was Xavier. Xavier, Xavier, yeah. something like that. Um, and I had a cousin, unfortunately, none of them were. But it was pronounced Xavier the same. I didn't even know there's different pronunciations. Mm. That shows what I know. Uh, maybe mm. his parents just didn't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> just to get the French version was Xavier. <laughs> so the next book. We're doing so well. <laughs> we actually are doing all right over time. <laughs> Comes out on the first of December. Again, oh yeah, so this is by Sylvia Hart. Sylvia reached out to me on the tickety talk. The tickety tackers. I'm an old person now. The ticket on TikTok. (laughs) And she said, I have a book coming out early December. It's a spicy billionaire romance. I can't find it on her author thing uh, on Amazon. She does have a lot of other books there. I'm going to guess it's from, so she's got two book series. One of them's called Billionaire Bosses of New York, so I'm wondering if it's part of that series. Okay. But it's not on there yet, so I can't tell you anything about it. But just, I guess, watch out for her. She had lots of other billionaire series going on as well. No, two others. I'm a bit partial to rich guy, pays for everything. Oh, you should <laughs> Christian read that Grey. Terms and Conditions series and the fine print. Yeah, I don't know why I like those romances, because in real life, if someone tries to pay for things, I'm like, absolutely not, I'm an independent woman. But then I'm like, oh, there's a bit where he buys everything for her. He takes her on a helicopter ride across the city, because <laughs> he can. I think it's going to be called Dirty Business, so I've written that down, so I must have found that somewhere on her TikTok. <laughs> so it's coming out on the 1st of December, but it's not on Kindle yet. So keeping up, that should be coming up. Exciting. The next one. Two pieces. The magic of last resort. (laughs) (laughs) The magic of last resort. (laughs) It comes out on the 1st of December by Andrew Einspruch. It looks like a German fact fact check you on this one. Oh, Einspruch. Sprich? Einspruch? Shush. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to remember my German. I'm sorry. 
I feel like a CH is like an S sound, but I could be incorrect. It's from the Western Lands and All That Really Matters series. Oh, which is a bit of a mouthful. Still, that would probably sell me on it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is book six in the series. It's the finale book. Oh, no. Because when you do this, and if I like them, then there's six other books I have to read. And I will. <laughs> uh, so they're called... Oh no. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, the Purple Haze, uh, The Star of Whatever. I like that. Uh, the Light Bearer, The Crown Plonked Queen, <laughs> The Easty Fret, and The Magic of Last Resort. And the covers are really good. I feel like the name alone would sell it for me. Yeah. The Star of Whatever, A Humorous Fantasy. Ah! Like a jester hat. Oh, we're just looking at the covers. And yeah, sorry. It's, They're just it's not very like, good audio. Uh, yeah. It's just us breathing and being like, that's pretty. They're just really good. I don't know how to explain them. Just, go and look them up. Yeah. They look really cool. Go do your homework. I haven't mentioned this episode, but if you go to our Instagram, click on our card from there. I tell you to go to Instagram first because A, I don't know our card address off by heart. And mm-hmm. B, I'm hoping you'll follow our Instagram whilst you're there. I'm just there's, there. there's a link for indie authors which is a wish list on Amazon with every author I talk about on an indie episode. Do not buy from that wish list because you'll send them to me. You're more than welcome to, but I'm sure that's not the point of it. Just use that to find the book. And add them to your own wish list. Let me read about this series. <laughs> so this is from book one. Her twin abducted a treacherous rescue mission. Can an unproven princess escape a prophecy of doom? Well, that, was a, that was a good pithy one. That was the one. There is more. Mm. I just read that of it, but yeah, it says here if you like tongue in cheek humour, vivid medieval world, clever cultural references, you'll like this adventure. Sold. So, that's another one to go on to your list. It's a Kindle Unlimited one. Yeah, I feel like this Kindle Unlimited business isn't going to be good for me. Sometimes. Do you know, um, you know, I'm trying to do 50 books in a year yeah, for like ages. I bet you're definitely going to do that now. I'm at 40. Yeah, you're So I think I will. So Tony doesn't count audiobooks. Oh, um, yeah, I add that later. Yeah, but so it's like phys- her 50 books are book books, so Kindle or physical. Yeah. And um, so she obviously reads mm. more than that, including audio, but she tries to do 50 physical or mm. ebooks. Well, that was the original challenge I started, yeah. and I just kept it that way. Um, and this might be the first year you actually. I think do it. so. That's I think exciting. if I. So I, read, I finished Ninth House this week, and I've got three quarters of the way through Love Hypothesis. You probably finished up tonight, and I'm going to have to do <sighs> I'm trying to do nothing this evening, so we'll see how that goes. Same <laughs> thing. Uh, yeah, I did that in the middle of the week. I was like, I need to turn my brain off for a bit. <laughs> so I think so. Fingers crossed. Especially with these like nice little kinder reads that I keep finding. So in January, we'll do a uh, mm. what we read last year. And we'll, mm. we'll see if I made it. Chat about that Because last year, or this, it must have been the beginning of this year when we listed all of the books. That Ooh, was really fun. I want to do that yeah, again, yeah. We'll that. So I feel like you especially, that's going to be like a full five minutes of audio. <laughs> I think your last year's one was two minutes thirty, just you speaking. <laughs> I didn't do any of the graphic novels mm. last year, did I? Just did... I think we just reads and audios. Mm. Do you just do the full list and it just be like five minutes of you talking? (laughs) My goal this year was 60. Mm. 60 books that are not graphic novels because like I read 12 graphic novels in January so Mm. I wasn't going to include them. Obviously I include them on my story graph but I wanted to do 60 novels or novellas or whatever. Uh, Yeah, so I've I've done quite a few over that. Mm. I think in total, including my graphic novels, I'm on like 120 or something. Yeah, I thought you were last time I heard you talk about it. Which just feels crazy because I thought I wouldn't read as much as this year having a baby. But I think there was a there was a good last two months of your pregnancy where you were like, oh, I don't feel like being here. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> like at the beginning of the year, there was a few months mm. where I read four books, which yeah. is because our reading updates got pretty dry. <laughs> like I'm not I'm not dismissing that four mm. books is still very very good. But I tend to average around nine books a month because mm. I have my audios as well. Yeah. And then I have some, yeah. Before... I'm probably about four books a month if you include audios, really. Yeah. And then before Baby was born, it was like 15 mm. a month. But this is why we called ourselves the Lazy Book Lovers because sometimes you don't have time to read. Sometimes life happens. Just, I wanted to take it easy this year mm. and just savour books a bit more, but mm. it is what it is. Right, next one. This. Oh. 
I've got it written down as coming out on the 1st of December, but it's actually already out. Nice. Nice. So, yeah. <laughs> and it's on a Kindle. win is a win. It's on Kindle Unlimited. Mm. Um, oh, do you know what? Do you know what? What? No. I was going to say, I think the physical paperback must be coming out. First December, it's not so just ignore me. You know what? Just you know what? Me. You do what? <laughs> right, you know what? just chat shit. <laughs> just fully. <bullied me. laughs> right, so this is by J.M. Wallace and it's the Claiming Elfheim series. Good buzz keywords for me right now. So, the first book is called Air of Shadows and Ice, and the second book is called Air of Ambers and Ash. Stop with the good names that make me want to oh, read. Oh, something, something, something. It slaps it every time. <laughs> From book one, these hollow vows meets Red Queen. Oh, two series that I want to read. <laughs> <laughs> two series are also on the TBR. Oh, that's good. Now we've got TBRs that remind us of our TBRs. <laughs> I, I literally love. Um, what's her name? Victoria. Victoria. She's yeah. so funny on I've TikTok. Never, her books have been on my TV for so yeah. long. But someone, yeah, I love her. Someone said there. <laughs> someone commented on one of my videos. It's time for you to apologise for like I can't remember the name of the book. Yeah, she was just like, and she re- like replied to that comment saying <laughs> like dancing like I'm not sorry. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> Did you see the one where she just had a? I, she's not really said much about the whole Zed Library closure, but mm. she did do one video where she was just like sharing that the people who run Zed Library are being brought up on criminal charges. Mm. They're they're from Russia. They're not American, which I assumed it was being run in America. If mm. I'm honest, but yeah, it's Russian. Um, so Zed Library is like an illegal downloading site of ebooks. It really harms authors, especially indie authors, because mm. if their books are found on websites like that they can have their profiles taken down on amazon yeah they can do unlimited um profiles they can do because they're not allowed to have an ebook anywhere else amazon is really horrible to indie authors because i remember that happened to ak mulford she was taken down for like a month Mm. and have you seen that now and it's only going to affect indie authors there's no way they can do it to traditionally Mm. published authors if there's a sex scene in their book it has to be listed as an erotica book and mm. it doesn't get shown on search results to people who blocked that. Interesting. Okay. That's a choice. But the difference have, between the sex scenes and erotica, read, yeah. I've not read a crime book, for instance, mm. that does not have a sex scene in mm. it. There's no way they can do that to two traditionally published books. Imagine if they turn around and said to Sarah J. Mass, your books have now got to be classed as erotica. Yeah. Instead of YA weird, for some reason they are. Mm. You know, it's not going to hit. It's only going to hit indie authors. If they said to There's like loads. Stephen King... We yeah. need to list some of your books as erotica or we're going to take them off the store. He'd be like, go on and take them off the store. Yeah. And then I'd be like, oh, sorry, don't worry about it. <laughs> like, that's definitely a bit... But you can say, like, you can, like, explicit sex scenes or something. You can have that as his own category or something. Because yeah. erotica is different to romance and different to sex scenes in a book. They just need to embrace a new adult. I think mm. this is where the issue is. Because there's so many books that are come under what that are listed mm. as YA which on Amazon's site is up to 18 years or whatever mm. it is and then they have publishers adult. publishers just pick up new adult there's such a difference between mm. so YA covers from like 12 or 11 technically to 18 there's a big difference between what those people are reading yeah and it means that YA books some books are like YA and you pick it up and you're like oh it's a young YA mm. and then you might well, negatively review it yeah and there's like Gallon I don't think you've read that yet no but I do know what it's about Gallon has a 16 year old protagonist but it reads like a 12 year old mm. so I don't mind because I read younger books and I read middle grade books I actually mm. consider I know it's like 9 to 12 is middle grade I consider up to like 15 to be middle grade personally but mm. whatever uh, obviously it's named middle grade due to the school in you yeah so for me i don't mind but there'll be a lot of people that have picked it up for a ya read see to me i don't like, like it when they're really like young it. yeah yeah and then may give it a negative review mm-hmm. but it's just that it was marketed to it's not marketed right it's just another thing of like publishing industry not catching up to what indie authors are doing or what's coming out of tiktok like they're not yes listening to the user, to the audience. Yeah. On TikTok, I see smaller presses and smaller mm. publishers describing books as new adult. Mm. I, I think it's just going to have to be something that we all use because and then are, it eventually gets to it. There are so many people like us who are adult adults who are still reading. Uh, old adult. <laughs> <laughs> you're, this you're not that much older than me. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, we are grown adults and we're going to want to read fantasy. 
but it's not going to feature 16-year-olds necessarily anymore. Like, we're looking for grown-up fantasy who kind of reflect us a little bit. They might still be younger than us. Mm. And those themes are not going to be YA. Isn't it weird that YA, like, young adult is for 11-year-olds mm. as well? They're not adults. They're not young no. adults. No. Young adults should be 18, 19, 20, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't consider you a young adult if you're 16. Young adults should be, like, finishing school and during college mm-hmm. age, I think. Yeah. And then new adults should be when you come out of college and you have to bloody pay rent and stuff. <laughs> you have to actually pay bills. Like You're the Jane. cold reality. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, J.M. Wallace. <laughs> You've got a series called Claiming Elf Paint. And I'm going to read you book one. Hmm. These hollow vows Miss Red Queen. Got where we started, I'm so sorry. <laughs> In the first book of this stunning new series about a halfling fae mortal girl caught in a web of royal fairy intrigue and the fates they pose to the mortal realm. I'm going to stop mentioning these on the podcast soon. Because <laughs> I'm just going to sit rocking, I'm gonna have, rocking in a corner. I'm going to have buzzwords. If I see <laughs> that in your description, I'm not mentioning it. I'm not acknowledging it. Because <laughs> then I want to read it. Sad. <laughs> I don't want to read it. I do want to read it. That's the thing I do yeah. time. The world will succumb to the frost and be reborn in fire. That is what the witch promised. All of it. Since then, Kellera <laughs> has spent her life denying the fey blood that oh, runs God. in her veins. This bloody cat. Shutting away the magic that calls to her. Silly, stop stepping on the baby. Yeah, you can lay down next to me and you can lay down on that leg, but just... Not on the babe. Oh, like, let me just stand on the babe. <laughs> Since then, Kellera has spent her life denying the fey blood that runs in her veins, shutting away the magic that calls to her. But when trouble strikes the heart of the kingdom, she finds she must do whatever it takes to help. For the chance to save herself, her people, and to prove her loyalty to the mortal realm, Kellera must venture into the heart of elf pain and navigate her way through the malevolent... Malevolent... Yeah, that is right. Malevolent, yeah. Unsealy caught at the risk of her own life. Oh, unsealy. Like that. When she is captured (laughs) by the most malicious of the unsealy princes, Kellera's only choice is to do what she must to survive, even if it means embracing the magic she has been holding at bay. Oh, there's a new adult series. With themes of violence and mild language, as well as intimacy. Well, it's nice when the tangent's related. <laughs> Even if by accident. <laughs> Recommended for mature audiences. J.M. Wallace. Apologies if I mispronounce that name. Not yours. The character. Did I even tell you what the episode... What the, yeah, I told you what the yeah. I interrupted you about five times, but... <laughs> I think you've done everything right. <laughs> I am the problem. <laughs> And my cat. The 4th of December, a book comes out called Winter's Girl by D. Palmer. Once upon a time, I was a foolish girl. I wasn't foolish to believe in fairy tales, nor dream of a life without pain and punishment. No, I was foolish enough to believe that a handsome stranger was going to save me. I trusted him with my young heart, but he failed me and I paid a heavy price. My name is Summer, a foolish romantic soul that, despite eight tough years, can't shake the images of the handsome stranger and the promises he made. Until one day a chance encounter turns those images into reality. Oh, and then there's a bit from his point of view. I'm no prince and I never claim to be a knight in shining armour, but am I really the villain? I'm Rain Winter. Fantastic name. I love these names. So she's Summer Summer and Rain Winter. Winter. I never lose control and the strict rules I live by are set for a damn good reason. I won't risk losing someone I love, even if it means denying myself the chance to be happy. It's a sacrifice I will make again and again. Yet there is something about her there has always been. But why now? How is she even here? And why, when I finally admit the connection, do I treat her like another business deal? Interesting. An epic adult spicy romantic suspense book. Nice. Touches on childhood trauma that some readers may find upsetting. Interesting. Mm -hmm. That sounds like a good one. On um, Kindle, it's listing it as an anthology book. I think they put that in the wrong. Section. That sounds cool. That sounds pretty Not good. something I wouldn't usually pick up because I like to pick up ridiculously long series that I will never finish. Yeah. Because I don't continue a series and I stop halfway through. <coughs> I'm spoiled up here. Oh, I will stick to the bitter end <laughs> and become very emotionally attached. <laughs> I'm very angry that it's still going. Yeah. 9th of December, we have a book that I'm going to say is a fantasy. It's called mm. The Clash of Queens. That's a fairly good bet. By Emma Bradley. And this is from the Arcanium series. Book number five. We just talked about this. Let me read all of the... Let me read all the titles. Oh, God. 
The Trouble with Fairy, The Problem with Faye, The Issue of Fairy, Portal Illusions and The Clash of Thorns. These are nice. Oh dear. <laughs> Welcome to Arcanium, where fairies never play fair. Behind the doors of a dingy amusement arcade, that's a hidden entrance to the fairy realm and a hub full of fairies working hard on assignments, determined to improve fairy they may be. But danger is always lurking amid the power-hungry fae courts, for the old ways never truly stay buried, and the war for control of fairy is about to begin. Ooh. Yep. So, um, yep, 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 yep. Just a little bit from the first book. Oh, the Arcanium is an elite training for the future of fairy. As the only fae, uh, the only fairy in her family, Demi has always dreamed of escaping to Arcane... You like the sound of this one? Hmm. Very awake now. To Arcanium, the most prestigious of fairy organisations. But when she arrives, she uncovers a plan to overthrow the Queen of Fairy and must embrace her human side to defeat those who want dominion over a new home. Ooh. Ooh. So, so far, the last, the whole two indie episodes we've done, I've been like, I would read every single one of these. Yeah. And most of them are like five part series. Yeah. That's problematic. Just saying. How many I'm not sure this series? I'm not sure if this in the thing is gonna carry on because I feel like you need to have more books planned in your sinus. No. <laughs> oh my god, this book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I fell in love with the cover right. and the description and I need it in my life. Right, go for it. Right. It comes out on the eleventh of December by Joseph Natalich. <laughs> I said it wrong, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's called The Silk Empress. And you know, if you want, if you want anyone to do an arc, I promise I'll read it mm-hmm. in time. Just hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> so, the boy called Pig grew up reading stories of airships. Oh, oh, oh! Now you know why I'm yeah. like. I need now you know why you're so excited. So, Mr. Joseph, may I call you Joseph because I don't <laughs> want to try and say your surname again. Um, <laughs> airships are my favourite, most favourite thing in anything. Mm-hmm. And I have an arc of your book to read right now, please. Thank you. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> she will be your bestie forever, for lady. <laughs> she does love you more than a friend. <laughs> I grew up reading stories of airships and boy adventures in Penny Dreadfuls. At 12, he finds himself orphaned and apprenticed to Feng Po McLaren, semi reformed air pirate. <laughs> I'm just like so <laughs> First mate of the airship Wu Zitan along the high silk road between China and Europe. Now he's facing air pirates, rebels, five unusual women of dangerous abilities, and a clockwork dragon. The pirates are women, and there's dragons. This all seems so much easier. Oh my god. So this is saying it's for um, 12 to 18 years. And I love it. And look at the cover. He had a comic artist design it. I can't can't do this cover justice. It's been done by... A very talented comic designer by the looks of it. Yeah. It's like a dragon and a boy kind it's of like, It's like away. a more sort of oriental style dragon mm. than like a supernaturally dragon. Yeah. I like that. I love that. Yeah, that sounds so good. Just, <laughs> I need it. I need it in my life. It was uh, the Lady Poets and <laughs> the Clockwork Dragon sold it. Oh. I was like, hey, ships. <laughs> you hit that bit and was like, this is one mm-hmm. I need. Say no more. On the 15th of December, book comes out called Falling for Her Dreams. Mm-hmm. So this is from the Lakeshore series, but they're standalone books. I think Lakeshore is probably the location. Okay. And it's a um, small town romances. The first one's called Second Chance for Her Light. That's it. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I've got a second chance written down, but that's not. And they are, I believe, standalones. This one is called Falling for Her Dreams. After, t- <laughs> after divorcing her cheating husband, Sophie Prescott is trying to carve out a new life for herself in the small town of Lakeshore, Michigan. Away from the obligations and expectations of her affluent upbringing, she doesn't want another man in her life. <laughs> but I guess what happens. Well, <laughs> guess what's going to happen? Just asking to fall in love, aren't you? <laughs> but when her best friend's brother, a sexy firefighter, Yoy. sets his sights on her, Sophie finds it hard to resist. Why would you? <laughs> Why are we resisting firemen out here? Like, what's that about? Yeah, if you're in a small town, you know it's going to be cute and romantic yeah. or extremely abusive. This is a standalone small town romance with a happy ever ending. So it's not the abusive one. <laughs> I guess we've gone for the other option. <laughs> what will happen? What happens when one night turns out to have more consequences than they expected? Interesting. Ah. Oh. I just said the trigger warnings. I know what the uh, consequences because one of the triggers is 
a scene depicting traumatic birth. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> As she's holding a consequence right now. A much loved consequence before oh, people God. get mad. Yeah, no. <laughs> this is a very loved bubba. A loved bubba to the moon and back. That's over December, my pieces. What? Are we done? We did it. Even with the chaos. <laughs> with the chaos. We're still under time. We're on it. We're so hashtag professional. Yes. <laughs> I do have January releases, so we'll have to do one early next year. Because, oh my God, the ones I have listed for January sound so cool. These all sound so good. Like, they've all been just, like, hitting the spot. Mm. I don't know if we just attracted that on TikTok, because that was the energy we put out there. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to quickly do this video for a little hour's energy. <laughs> if you have come across us via TikTok, hi, we Welcome. have set up a TikTok account. So yes, at Lazy Book Lovers. Go find us and please follow us. We're going to be updating. We're going mm -hmm. to be uploading this soon. Please um, follow us so that we hold ourselves accountable to actually follow through. Yeah. We've got four followers. Oh, despite the fact that we and are. two of them are us. <laughs> <laughs> despite the fact that we often forget to upload our own accounts, we're going to try and do our. Oh, we've both been quite consistent lately. Yeah. I feel, I feel, I feel hopeful for us. So please come follow us because we mm -hmm. will probably share these uh, indie books over there as well mm -hmm. a bit more. Yeah. And we I'm talked a, about the, we've talked about the mini series because like Oh, is he going he through comes, that age where he's comes obsessed and, with them? He, he says, Mum, hold my bum and I hold his bum and he drops Or he comes and sticks his bum on my head and does it. So and nice. it's hilarious. Isn't being a boy mama treat? <laughs> I hope she doesn't say. I hope she's just as free with her drums. <laughs> I used to flash my bum to my family a lot. I'd like call someone to the top of the stairs and I'd just flash them and run away. That was a fun. <laughs> I used to find it so They're hilarious. So oh my son! I said to his nan the other day, when mummy's happy with me, she calls me poopy dart. But when she's really happy, she calls me darling. <laughs> But when she's really proud of me, she's darling. <laughs> that was hilarious. And I was and when when uh, his name was telling me, I was like, that is true. Mm. I do call him poopy dog, and I call him dog. <laughs> <laughs> I always get when you're trying to voice note me. He's like, Mom, what are you doing? <laughs> are you talking guy? And then sometimes I just I start the voice note, and I'm like, oh, I'll go again. <laughs> like, I literally kind of even if sometimes you'll do that and just never come back, and it's been like five hours, and I'm like. Hello? <laughs> I don't even delete them, I'm just like, you can have the chaos of the voice. I note. enjoy it. <laughs> Same your friends. But you always voice note me when you're walking I'm up a things, hill and yeah. you're like, hi, oh, I'm really out of breath. <laughs> yeah, that one was like, I had to speak the immediately, the one the thought came to my head, and I was like, this is going to go. And I was like, I'm not going to write this down because I'm walking. So I just immediately voice note you by a main road going up a hill. And I've like sprinted to the train station because I'm trying to make a particular train. So I'm out of breath. And There's I've got cars my heavy backpack with me. So I'm like... <sighs> <"Hi."> <laughs> it's like a horror film. <laughs> What's your favourite movie? I'm so bad with voice notes. Like the free friends who I voice note regularly are the ones who can tolerate them because I'm always doing something usually it's when I'm on the train or walking because I find that so boring like I'm really struggling with the community I'm bored I'm so bored yeah. it's just like 20 minutes of my life where I'm just sat there in enraged that I'm there you have to do it <laughs> but that means people get a lot of fun background noise while I'm doing things or like one friend I voice noted while I was tidying my room it's my friend that lives in Japan we do long voice notes to each other, except well, it's mostly me doing the long ones. Hers vary in length. Mine always long. Hi. I'm not succinct. <laughs> but she likes it, by the way. I'm not one of those people that find it annoying, but literally I'm cleaning the whole time. I'm talking to her, and at certain points I just stop talking to her, and I'm just narrating what I'm doing in my room. And bless this friend. <laughs> she just that. I have friends who only type, and I'm like, yeah. you're going to voice note back because I'm not typing. I don't have the energy to type. I yeah. don't have the brain capability one of my friends she's older than me but i think younger than you she's like midway between us from my one of my last jobs the only friend i took from my last job 
she refuses to voice note. She hates when I voice note her. So if I voice note her, I've, I'm one person. She waits seven days to reply to me. She's like, I hate voice notes so much, and I'm like, you would hear from me so much more often. Because she's punishing you. For yeah, that, I was like, you I mean, can... She doesn't have to voice note back. Yeah, I was like, you do a text reply. Yeah, that's fine. But just let me voice note. They're always under a minute as well because I'm aware she doesn't like them. I like. I have friends that we only spoke mm. to each other on like Facebook Messenger, and I was like, if you don't WhatsApp me, I'm just not replying. <laughs> you, you, just, you stop existing. <laughs> like I've literally. I've I've kept the app because I need mm. it to have my Instagram account mm. and stuff, but that I don't get notifications. Like it's just not a thing to me anymore. I use Facebook just for scrolling, mm. for a bit of doom I scrolling. Do that. My other half goes on Facebook a lot. He does like Facebook videos, which are um, videos that that from, from TikTok. Months later went to Instagram, then months later went to Facebook. They mm-hmm. so I hear a sound and I'm like, oh, I remember that. Mm-hmm back in the day that takes me back these these millennials who are like yeah i'm not gonna i'm not going on tiktok i'm just gonna watch reels and i'm like oh when i was watching it i've been doing a lot of research this is complete tangent but we've mm. got time yeah <laughs> we're doing good um we don't have to hit a certain time on our podcast, by the way. Um, <laughs> we have a goal in mind because we had, used to do very long episodes in the beginning and we learned our lesson yeah <laughs> i've been doing a lot of like research into instagram because mm. i do social media for one of my jobs Instagram has gone haywire trying to keep up with TikTok. So yeah. I'm literally looking every day to try and understand what's happening. Yeah, because the algorithm changes. Yeah, and the advice from so many social media managers on on Instagram is be on TikTok because then you know what reels mm. are going to be coming up in a couple of months. <laughs> and I was like, that's so true. And they're like, yeah. just make them on TikTok, save them, and you'll be able to repurpose them soon. Even like for my works. Like where I work for a corporate tech company, the ones, well, the ones that I film in almost a TikTok style, Mm. they just do better, and I guarantee most of the people who are consuming that off our LinkedIn Mm. or whatever are not generally TikTokers. No, but TikTok has captured what people Mm. want. They want short, fast, entertainment, and they want it organically. That's why UGC is so big Mm. at the moment, which. Obviously, businesses have cottoned onto that and are User actually generated content. Yeah, and they're actually creating fake UGC. I know. But you can tell authentic stuff, and it does better. I like there was when so you know that song the A B C D F U. So someone deep dived into that, which is like how people have the patience. I don't know. So the comments that so she was doing comment prompts for songs, and mm-hmm. she'd improvise. Someone was like, the comment for that song, which went viral and is now on, is a good song, it's on Apple Music, it's a great song. It's just clever marketing though, because the comment is a account for someone, the email address it's registered to is someone who works at her recording studio. Oh. So it's under like user, so I'm still with you for, for, for the, com- the original comment, but if you deep dive into who that user is, it's just someone who worked in her, her studio oh. and she'd already written it. Like when we were talking about Megan <clears throat> Trainer and how her yeah, that's was. clever. It's marketing. Yeah, it's clever marketing. You can't be wrong. That's where I think it's clever user-generated content. Yeah, when businesses, I mean, they reach out to influencers mm. and say, "Can you do, can you do some user-generated content for this mm. product?" Yeah, but it's not organic. I don't. Mm. I think just go browse it. Find people that have already made it and pay them a good price to use yeah. their videos. Like yeah, there will be people who have reviewed it. it for free yeah, who have a following for that reason. Stop paying thousands of influencers <clears throat> to remake what someone's already done. I mean, if I would I accept thousands if I could be a booking influencer? Yes, mm. yes, yes, of course I would. <laughs> but that would be genuine because that's what you do anyway <laughs> for free. <laughs> we were in, in Discord, we were like slagging off booking a month basically and I was uh. like, yeah, I don't agree with it. I wouldn't pay to spend my money on it. If they approached me for a sponsorship, I would say yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I would say to my followers, great product. <laughs> yeah, great, great company. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally agree These with all their values. Beautiful. <laughs> totally agree with their lack of diversity. <laughs> I would sell out. I would sell out to be a book influencer. I and would then sell out so when hard. I had more, when I had more followers, I would then... Yeah. Be more, be more, more selective. <laughs> yeah. If someone was like, here, read this book that goes against all your moral values, but we'll pay you, I'd and just be like, yeah. Say you love it. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've got books that I've been asked to just hold up, mm. and I'm like, yeah, I could do that. No, I'm fine with that. I don't even have to read it, I could do that. Yeah. I, I'm going to hold it up and then we'll do that. comment and be like, that's horrendously racist, and I'll be like, shit. <laughs> I hope not. I was just holding it. I don't stand for any of this. 
<laughs> no, but yeah, like basically what I'm getting at is mm. publishers send me books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, start paying us to do this, to, to review books. books. Yeah, book of the month. Would you like to sponsor an episode? <laughs> We have American listeners and Canadian listeners where you've now expanded to. See, I know We're worldwide, baby. <laughs> Don't do that, we joke. <laughs> oh my God, right, we need to bring this to an end. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. I'm like swinging back and forth. <laughs> it's my turn to this talk is next. chaos and... Ma- oh my God. So I'm in charge of the next episode. That's, so that's why baby's woken up so she can get involved. What's that book with... Oh, my God, I'm still doing it. Remember when Gav said that I did this one? Were well, you just staring at things on my shelf and getting distracted? With fire in their blood. Just oh, my God, look at the cover. It's it so, so cool. Vintage. Let me show you. It's got a super vintage font if this has made it still into the website. <laughs> Let's keep it. Look at it. I literally just bought it for the cover. With fire in their blood by Cat Delacorte. How pretty is that Delacorte. book? Some love stories end in flames. Read the synopsis. I like the cover drew me, and then the synopsis sold it. <laughs> this is not. This is a traditional published person from Waterstones. <laughs> a simmering supernatural romance set in the crumbling Italian city of Castello, where mafia clans make the rules, dark magic pulses the streets, and the sins of the past threaten to consume the present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not reading the rest out loud. Come on. <laughs> Especially if this is an India book. Yeah, this is part of one of it. It looks so good. You know, when I went into Waterstones with no budget, and that was an error, because then I was unable to eat for some weeks of that month. <laughs> and you still haven't read the books. No. <laughs> Oopsie. Was it worth it on your shelf? Yes, because yeah, I just so picked pretty. that out. I was like, look how pretty that book is. And the vampire, the reluctant vampire queen. That looked hilarious. <gasps> Oh, How good does that look? That's giving me the vibes of Nicola Osman. Is that what she's called? She's a uh, indie author. She's the one that runs the takeover. Oh, okay. Takeover thing on Instagram, and she does that. Oh, I spoke about it on an episode. I'm I'm mm. just a teenage vampire. Yeah, that's giving me that vibes. Yeah. Wow. wow. Next we've to really, the really forgotten what we were. We could have done more Wendy books in this time. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, she agrees. She's like, shut up, guys. Let me check if that Trump was approved. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a gift just for you at the end of the episode. <clears throat> okay. I'll play that to her when she's older. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, just like when she gets married, if she gets married. <laughs> just the sounding of her Trump. <laughs> um, okay, that Thank is everything for, for this week, us. guys. Sorry, that's devolved into. Extra chaos. We were so good for about an hour and a half (laughs) today. Right, next week is our 60th week and our last episode of the year. Potentially. Mm -hmm. If we've counted correctly. We're not great at counting. (laughs) Sometime (laughs) around then. It's going to be a fun one. Join us. All right. Bye bye. Ha <laughs> ha